0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Ham. With a double whammy of significantly higher personal income tax rates coming into effect at both the Alberta and the federal government levels, tax planning is more important than ever. To discuss this cornerstone of good estate planning, here are Sherry McMillan and Norman Ewing with McMillan Estate Planning.
1: Years ago, I think we had become used to what the tax tables were and just readily paid it. But now people are saying, okay, if it's half, I want to do something about that. What are the opportunities there in the community that I can minimize at least a proportion of the tax? And I think for the most part, a lot of um, people that have grown up in Alberta or live here um, don't want to relocate on average. I mean, the very, very wealthy may be relocating, but maybe not full-time neither, just part, part-time part to take advantage of tax tables and other jurisdictions. But I say for the most of us, and I would even look at our clientele, um, as a bulk, we are remaining and we're going to weather this pain or this storm. And ultimately, how do we do that efficiently and well? And so thankfully, uh, we have ideas to share with families today of how they can at least minimize some of it We'll never not pay zero, um, but ultimately there are certain mechanisms and techniques that we can employ as families. So I thought maybe, Norman, we could start right at the basics for families to talk about the levels and the different tiers of tax that we face based on what kind of income each tier uh, would have us pay.
2: Sherry, sure, different types of income have different tax treatments. Uh, you have uh, capital gains that uh, may be included at uh, 50%, uh, so half of uh, your ta- uh, your top rate on that. Uh, you may have dividends, which are, uh, are a little bit uh, more on the tax side of that. Uh, and then uh, you may have uh, income, which uh, um, is uh, included fully and, and, and taxed fully. And, you know, we've got graduated rates uh, here in Canada. So if, if you're earning less, uh, you know, the rates are going to be lower on that. Um, but with the changes, uh, you know, both provincially and federally, um, we've got uh, certain levels where the taxes are starting to get pretty significant, you uh, uh, Two hundred thousand or more, um, you're looking at a uh, uh, pretty high uh, marginal uh, tax rate of about forty seven percent, and then uh, uh, over three hundred thousand, uh, you're looking at uh, top marginal rate of forty eight percent. Now, you know it, it'll be less uh, with with capital gains; it'll be less with dividends. Uh, but uh, that provides a little bit of a, a, a structure for things as to um, uh, the, the tax possibilities there, uh, and. This is something that people have to be aware of uh, effects in a couple of different ways. Uh, uh, you know, you might not be so worried about your uh, income on a, uh average year because uh, you may be earning less than 200000 and you're maybe not in these uh, top marginal rates. Um, but if you are, um, you know, you're looking at a close to 50% uh, tax going to the government. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, even if you're uh, below those thresholds, uh, you still need to be concerned with respect to your estate um, because you may not be having that uh, income consistently uh, in every year. But if you go to pass away, um, what uh, the, uh, the tax man treats that as is as, uh, what's called a deemed disposition. Uh, they consider uh, your assets are uh, sold at uh, fair market value uh, and taxes are uh, calculated at that point uh, whether there's any transaction or not. Uh, and that uh, is something that people don't always think about but uh, can catch a lot of people that haven't put the planning into it uh, or the the forethought into it uh, because uh, the uh, the income in the uh, the estate uh, could be pushing up uh, into those those higher levels uh, based on on the tax rules on that uh, and so even though every year um, they've been able to keep uh, their income down uh, when they go to pass away uh, there's a large tax hit at that point
1: I think that's an immensely valuable point that you've brought forward, Norman, that wasn't spoken about during the election, and that is that, yes, our annual tax rate has gone up, and in Alberta, as much as 9%, but that means our estate tax has gone up by 9% as well. So, you know, families that have multi-million dollar estates, basically on every million dollars of gain that they have, they're going to be paying an extra $90,000 of income tax that they weren't the year preceding. So, you know, this is not um, a small figure. It's very, very substantial. And that's why I think we're having people come through our door, yes, to pay less tax both annually in the moment, but also in contemplation of how will this impact my estate, which wasn't talked about during the election and when the budgets are released. What's always talked about is how it's impacting me this calendar year, But if I'm a retiree and I pass on my estate, then it impacts me because in the year I die, like you say, it's a deemed disposition in that year. And if I have to dispose of every asset I own in one calendar year and the tax table is 48%, it's not rocket science how damaging that kind of number can be to things like our family businesses or portfolios we are expecting to give to children that have disability or an on the list goes.
0: You're listening to The Strong Room, Tax planning is today's topic. Sherry McMillan and Norman Ewing with McMillan Estate Planning are talking about minimizing tax, including a strategy that's like a giant tax-free savings account for your estate and your estate plan.
1: Sometimes we call it self-insurance, but really the general thought is that we're entitled um, as a Canadian citizen in the moment to have about 25% of our estate approximately, uh, grow tax exempt,
2: and let's look at this. Uh, firstly, uh, from a uh, personal perspective, Sherry, uh, and we can get into sort of more complex uh, scenarios on that. But uh, uh, you know, the uh, just the average uh, person uh, uh, may have be taking advantage of uh, existing uh, tax opportunities that they're aware of. They may have uh, maxed out their RRSPs to defer taxes. Uh, they may have uh, maxed out their their tax free savings accounts, and uh, uh, you know, for 2016, the the most that they could could contribute to that. Um, would be uh, forty six thousand five hundred. So uh, it's getting to be a, a bigger deal. But if they've already done those sorts of things, um, then on the personal level, uh, we have to look at uh, what other opportunities are are there for them. And uh, it, it raises uh, this this tax planning idea where uh, um, you know they can have a bigger tax free savings accounts. So they can they can put more uh, of their wealth uh, into something that is going to grow tax free for their estate.
1: No, Norman. The unique part about this area is that it is vanilla planning. This has existed since 1981, but the challenge that we're facing is the government obviously needs to collect more tax from the affluent families, and so they keep squeezing the opportunity um, and making it uh, less valuable to us as families and reducing how much of our estate can be designed in this manner. But at present, until the new budget Uh, came forward, we knew that we had one more year this year, 2016, to complete this kind of tax work at a 25% threshold of someone's net worth. So it means if someone has an estate worth, say, $10 million, we may be able to relabel $2.5 million of their wealth as their own self-insurance. And that wealth, if it grew to 5 or $10 million in their lifespan, can move to their family or heirs tax-exempt, which is a very unique opportunity that a lot of families are not aware they even have.
2: And on the individual basis, that opens up uh, huge opportunities uh, for um, the, the scope of uh, the, the tax benefit here. Uh, because uh, you know, if you've got... Um hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, invested and and growing on a taxable basis, and you've already maxed out uh, your tax-free savings and and other opportunities. Um, An opportunity like this to to shift some of that uh, into self-insurance, something that uh, is going to grow on a a tax-free basis, uh, is going to make a a big difference uh, to uh, someone's estate. So, you know, as, as far as an indiv- individual looking at this, uh, you know, it could be set up on an individual basis, it could be set up uh, uh, with a number of people, uh, you know, kind of the, the prime example of that is a couple um, that, uh, you know, may uh, be wanting to, uh, you know, invest uh, their money together and uh, and set up uh, uh, tax opportunity together. And this can be uh, a, a big advantage for people that uh, may have uh, built up large uh, RRSPs um and have uh, deferred taxes uh, on that basis um you know because uh, either that uh, is something that they're going to draw out uh, you know during their lifetime for their retirement um or you know, it's something that could you know potentially uh, um, bring in tax consequences uh, if it's deferred forever and 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 they pass away, uh, and so uh, this provides a, uh, a balancing uh, to their their portfolio because uh, um, you know they can uh, take advantage of of that uh, large RSB that they've built up and, and deferred, um, while uh, shifting wealth into a, uh, a plan um, that's going to grow tax free. Um, and transfer on a tax-free basis to their estate, to their beneficiaries, to the charity that they want to support.
1: I think that's a really excellent point because a lot of families that have created affluence wonder if they should continue to contribute to their RSP because later they're worried that they'll be in the highest tax rate anyway. So one of the opportunities here is if a large portion of my non-registered investments can grow tax exempt then I'm not as concerned if my RRSP becomes quite sizable because I will be able to potentially pull it out and pay a lower tax table on it. And of course, if the tax table is 48%, I do want to pay a lower rate, of course.
0: And more helpful tax planning advice lies straight ahead. We'll be back
2: after this short break. This is The Strong Room.